Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 28th of July, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Sunday, the 24th, the Russian space agency, Roscosmos, announced that they will install a station of their GLONASS satellite navigation system in Venezuela. The GLONASS system is analogous to the American GPS, the European Galileo, and Chinese Beidou. According to the company, the installation will guarantee safe browsing for consumers using precise point positioning technology. In other news, on Monday the 25th, the judge in charge of the case of the Venezuelan-Iranian plane seized in Argentina, Frederico Villena, gave the order to release the aircraft's cargo. The Venezuelan plane, previously owned by Iranian company Mahan Air, and its crew members were seized on the 6th of June for possible links to terrorism. On Tuesday the 26th, in a document delivered to Judge Viziana, the delegation of Argentine-Israeli associations, best known as DAIA, requested the further investigation of the relationship between the Iranians and the terrorist forces. In more international news, on Thursday the 21st, the Dutch embassy in Venezuela, via Twitter, quashed the rumors about the re-establishment of the flights between Venezuela and Aruba. The rumors arose after aeronautical lawyer Rodolfo Ruiz commented on that social media platform that the notice to air missions, or NATAM, that restricted flights from Venezuela to Aruba had been removed from the Federal Aviation Administration website. A few hours after Ruiz's tweet, Aruba published a new NOTAM reaffirming the restrictions imposed on Venezuela. In 2020, Aruba banned flights to and from Venezuela due to the political conflicts in the country. Also in 2021, the intelligence services of Netherlands added Venezuela to the list of states that, quote, attempt against their national security, end quote. Moving on, on Thursday the 21st, the Communist Party of Venezuela reported on its social media the release of the Barrio Adentro workers' leader, Angel Castillo. He had been arrested on the same day for participating in the protest of public workers, pensioners, and retirees who gathered in the streets of Caracas to demand the adjustment of the citizens' minimum wage and the release of six communist leaders. The Bolivarian Intelligence Service arrested them in July but did not say on what charges. At the march, police officers also injured a member of the party and a senior citizen. Following this news, on Friday the 20, on Friday the 22nd, the United Nations Special Rapporteur on, on Freedom of Association and Peaceful Assembly, Clement Wood, expressed his concern about the detention of activists, union leaders, and opposition leaders in Venezuela. In a tweet, Rule urged Venezuelan authorities to guarantee a safe environment for dissenting voices. On Thursday the 21st, the U.S. ambassador to Colombia, Francisco Palmieri, reported that the White House will respect Petro's decision to reestablish relations with Venezuela. In an interview with W Radio, Palmieri said that the United States and the administration of Ivan Duque did not recognize Maduro as president since they believed his re-election was fraudulent. He also said that despite Petro's decision, the United States hopes to maintain a good relationship with the new Colombian administration. 
Speaking of the new administration, on Tuesday the 26th, the outgoing government of Colombia released the guest list for the presidential inauguration of Gustavo Petro, which will take place on 7th of August. The representatives of 24 countries and 11 heads of state will be present at the event, but no one from the Maduro or Guaido administration was invited. On that note about Colombia, on Tuesday the 26th, in a national broadcast, Maduro asked the Bolivarian National Armed Forces and the country's police forces to remain alert to alleged terrorist threats coming from Bogota that seek to, quote, harm the Venezuelan homeland, end quote. Maduro has previously accused Duque of plotting terrorist attacks against Venezuela. In other news, on Thursday the 21st, users on social media reported that the headquarters of the Central Bank of Venezuela in Caracas was on fire. The cause of the fire is still unknown and no official information has been given. However, it is presumed that the fire originated in a vehicle that was parked in the bank headquarters, which consequently caught on fire. Speaking of the capital city, on Thursday the 21st, the Scientific Criminal and Criminalistics Investigation Corps asked citizens to remain alert since there has been an increase of cases of people drugged with scopolamine in Caracas. In the first two weeks of July, two women were drugged with scopolamine, better known as burundanga, in the facilities of El Recreo Shopping Center. The investigation corps also reported that several commercial establishments are reinforcing their security and vigilance to prevent the attacks from increasing. On Friday the 22nd, the president of University Center's Federation of the Central University of Venezuela, Jesus Mendoza, denounced that a statue of a former guerrilla fighter, Jorge Rodriguez, is being put up without the institution's permission. The former guerrilla fighter and founder of the Socialist League is the father of Executive Vice President Delcy Rodriguez and the president of the National Assembly, Jorge Rodriguez. The Cultural Heritage Institute president, Denora Cruz, gave the project the green light. However, neither the university nor its council have given their approval. Moving on, on Saturday the 23rd, the Venezuelan opposition demanded a life certificate for the Peruvian-Venezuelan military and political prisoner, Luis de la Sota, from the Maduro government. Luis de la Sota was arrested in 2017 for an alleged coup days before the presidential elections. On Friday the 15th, he was transferred to a 2 by 2 cell where, according to his sister, Luis is being tortured. Since he was not allowed to have visitors, receive medical attention, see the sun, or make phone calls, the opposition is asking for proof that he is, in fact, alive. De La Sota is currently in a cell at Fort Tiuna, guarded by four soldiers. On Sunday the 24th, the operational strategic commander of Bolivarian National Armed Forces, Domingo Hernandez, reported that they destroyed a fourth plane related to drug trafficking. That violated Venezuelan airspace. The forces claimed that they had tried to make contact with the pilot of the aircraft, but he didn't reply. According to Hernandez, after destroying the plane, they found out that the aircraft violated international standards and conventions since it did not have a flight permit or identification. So far, the location of the event is unknown, but it is known that in the Apure state, another three planes were destroyed since the 13th of July, labeled by the Venezuelan authorities as, quote, Colombian drug trafficking armed terrorists, end quote. Speaking of drug trafficking, on Tuesday the 26th, the Chavista deputy Maria Yanitza Bogado 
was arrested for being linked to drug trafficking network. A few hours after her arrest, during a session of the National Assembly, a statement was read in which Bogado resigned from her position and gave up her political immunity. Security organizations of the Maduro regime followed Bogado for four months. However, they could not arrest her earlier because she was admitted to a health center for surgery last month. It is still not known where she is detained. Now, some updates on the COVID-19 pandemic. On Wednesday the 27th, Executive Vice President Delcy Rodriguez reported that there have been 184 new cases in the last 24 hours. Three of the infected persons are Russian nationals. On more health news, on Monday the 25th, the National Academy of Medicine demanded Maduro's administration declare a health alarm against monkeypox in the country. The statement comes after the World Health Organization when they declared monkeypox as an international public health emergency on Sunday, on Saturday the 23rd. To date, there is only one confirmed case of monkeypox in the country, but the doctors consider that it is the ideal time to start taking preventative measures. On Sunday the 24th, Simon Bolivar's birthday was commemorated in Venezuela. Bolivar was born in Caracas on the 24th of July, 1811. He was an important politician, military man, and many consider him Venezuela's independence hero. Duro's administration celebrated the 239th anniversary of the Liberator at the National Pantheon of Venezuela, where they dedicated messages and honored him by raising the national flag. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We share Venezuela's top stories of the week, and now it's your turn to spread the word about these updates. Let us know your thoughts at venezuela at Hasta la próxima.